Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, a podcast where we dig deeper into what it looks like to live a life where in the end, all that matters is God and people. Each week, we will have candid and authentic conversations about how every day brings a fresh beginning and that the best is yet to come as we work together to help fulfill the mission that Jesus has given us. Now, here's our host. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm Robert, sitting here with Chad, and this is take two of the post-election podcast. We are re-recording. We did this last week, and um, we didn't know who the president-elect would be. Uh, a lot of people that are listening right now would say, well, we still don't know, right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's unofficial yet, but media has declared uh, Joe Biden to be the president-elect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have way more information today than we had on that next morning, we thought, oh, this will be great. We'll have the election. We'll talk about it the next day. Apparently, that doesn't work anymore. Well, 100% transparency. I'm, I'm sitting Saturday morning reading the newspaper, mm-hmm. and that's when I sent you a text. I, I sent Robert a text and said, hey, let's let's re-record that, that podcast. So today, we're talking politics and the election. How excited are you? All right. So question out of the gate. Because everybody just wants to hear more about that, right? Who'd you vote for? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, whoever is sworn in on January 20th, 2021, that person will be my president. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't say who I vote for because immediately as soon as I do that, uh, about half the crowd, you know, doesn't want to listen to me anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm just trying to get people into heaven, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, there's a yeah. whole lot of uh, filling in the blanks for people depending on what box they checked where now I know everything I need to know about you and I'm going to fill in all these other gaps as opposed to going, okay, people have different reasons for voting different ways. Yeah, well, here's my point in answering the way I, I did. Um, come January 20th, uh, it looks like it's it's going to be Biden. It's not official, but media is saying that way. It, it sure seems everything is leaning that way. Um, whoever is sworn in on on that day will be my president and it is irrelevant who I voted for. Um, I, this whole idea, not my president and all that, well, okay, you're just talking about your feelings. Reality mm-hmm. is whoever's sworn in is going to be the president. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us to pray for that uh, person. And, uh, and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to ask our church to do the same. So, yeah. All right. So let's, let's talk to two different types of people right now. Not that we want to categorize everybody as one or the other. Um, but for those who voted for Trump and they're frustrated and and all of that, what's their best next step as far as how they interact with people, what they post, all of that? And then same question for those who voted for Biden, because um, now it's funny, my conversations, it's so, so who'd you vote for? You know, and yeah. oh, well, I voted. And, and, and so people are starting to kind of come out of the woodwork a little <laughs> bit and to, to share their thoughts and who they voted for, but what is the proper response moving forward for those who are following Jesus and trying to understand, okay, how do we be a society again and, and love each other again? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great question. It's, fun, it's funny that you said, you know, friends are telling you, I feel like I'm a priest lately. I'm not a priest. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a pastor, uh-huh. uh, but people are like, it's like confession time. They're like, <laughs> they're letting me know, whispering like you, like who they, who they voted for. Um, You know what? The, we move forward the way that, that we've always moved forward. We we're, we need to do what what we're supposed to be doing every day, uh, and that's pray for each other, uh, pray for those who who govern. Uh, there's no need to gloat, and there's no need to be pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, we just need to be who we are. Um, I said this this past weekend. Um, 
I didn't say this on the, on the online recording, so if you, if you did church at home in the car, wherever you are, you, you didn't hear this. But in the room, I walked up and I said, so, this is how I started the sermon. So, here's what I'd like to do. For the next 45 minutes, I just want to talk to you about the election. And then I paused <laughs> and, and everybody just busted out, busted out laughing, you, you know. Um, and, and then I said uh, the words of Jesus. Uh, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be called the children of God. And if you are a child of God, if you are a follower of Jesus, then you want to be a peacemaker, not a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never met a happy troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're blessed if, if we make peace. Of course, the argument to that is, yeah, but there's a time to make war and all that. I agree with you if you're thinking that. I just don't think right now is that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and just a reminder, um, I may be jumping ahead a little bit. No, let's but, do it. But let's just have a government lesson here for a moment. Uh, now we're getting into the podcast and into the window into my soul and all of that. So here we go. Um, just just remind everybody how government how government works in the United States. And and I do believe that uh, our system, although not perfect, uh, is pretty brilliant in the realm of checks and balances. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Democratic president, most likely uh, the way it looks, it, it'll still land Republican Senate. Uh, and then House, a uh, little more Democratic, but just like the Senate, is, is about half and half. Mm-hmm. So what you have there is some pretty powerful checks and, and balances. If you have a Democratic president and a Republican Senate, you have a really good um, system there for managing the tensions and, and disagreements. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you who voted uh, for President Trump— and you're all worried about, you know, now policies and this and that. Just just realize that's not the way our government works. Uh, checks and balances are always in place. We don't put a dictator in place. We don't put a king in place. We put a president in place mm-hmm. that has to work with the Senate and Congress and, of course, represent the American people. Yeah. So there's no, it, there's no need to freak out on, 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 either, on either side. The flip side— even though you didn't ask me, and I'm just going off here, yeah. window of my soul. You're just reading my mind. That's and end of my soul. The flip side is it's interesting, right? That Congress didn't really change, Senate didn't really change, but the presidency is changing. It's almost like people voted the way they vote. It's just more people would prefer somebody besides President President Trump. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that's where it's landed. I, I think um, once the dust settles over the next however long it's going to be, mm-hmm. as things are investigated and recounted, um, I think that's the way it's going to land. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. If I'm a Christian, which I am. Uh, what? If, <laughs> I hope so, man. <laughs> if I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm trying to figure Sometimes out— Sometimes you wonder. I have I, had a few conversations where question marks come up in my mind, but thank you for clarifying. Same, yeah. Yep. Uh, if I'm— Looking at politics going, okay, so as a Christian, should I be a Republican? Should I be a Democrat? Should I be something totally different? What what falls in line with, if that's primary in my life is following Jesus, how should I lean politically? And, uh, that's a great question. Uh, and, and, and there's a bunch of you right now, you immediately have an answer to that question. Locked and loaded, they're yeah. ready. And it's however you vote, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, how you, that's how you should do it. Um, and, you, and you're wanting me to say... Uh, something that I'm not going to say. And so here in the next couple of minutes, as you listen to this response, would you please really listen? Mm -hmm. Because people have this idea that Christians vote Republican, 
Okay, this is this is this is my neck of the woods. I grew up in Texas. I come from a very conservative background. So so people that come from the background that I do immediately, if you're Christian and you love Jesus, you vote Republican. I have friends from the Northeast who come from a different church background and and and, and they have a, a a different upbringing than I do, and they think, well, if you're Christian, you vote Democrat, mm-hmm. right? We're just two, from two different parts of the country. So so let me say what I've said before. And then, and then maybe Robert, let's let's break it down. Mm-hmm. So first of all, uh, Jesus is not a Democrat or a Republican because he's not an American, mm-hmm. and all of us need to wrap our mind around that. Um, you said something to me the other day, and and then help me come back to this. But I, I I thought what you said the other day was was spot on. You said you know I've traveled to Muslim countries, and there's this idea that America is a Christian nation. Mm-hmm. Say just. Say what you yeah, said to so me the other day. I, whenever I travel the world, the assumption is, because most countries, it's there's a religion tied to that nationality. And so for the rest of the world, they see Americans as it's a Christian nation. And so they understand Christianity based on what they see on TV, that our television shows are a depiction of what it means to be American. So they watch Friends or they watch, you know, because the, the things are a little bit dated, you know, when you get to some of these other countries. So they're still catching up. They haven't gotten to some of our modern TV shows, but they assume that's what Christianity is. Yeah. And and they and so they they put us into kind of this same, oh, all Christians operate the same way that Seinfeld friends. So Hollywood whatever. is yes. representing American Christianity. That's right. And so that's how they understand Jesus and what it means to follow Jesus is based on what you see on primetime TV. Yeah. Yeah. Just just let that sink in for a minute. Mm-hmm. So you go to a Muslim country, all oh, Americans are Christian nation, and they're getting their idea of what that is from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Democrats, Republicans, how, how should a Christian vote? Well, well, the answer is it depends. Uh, it, it, it depends on what the issue is. It depends on what we're talking about. So I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. So there's four things that are addressed in the scripture that would be in the realm of things uh, that we vote for or against. Mm-hmm. So the four categories in the Bible, if you compress it, and I wasn't smart enough to come up with this. I, I read a book a while ago, and I was like, that's it. So I'll, I'll give you the four things. Uh, it's oppression of the immigrant, oppression of the poor, mm-hmm. uh, sanctity of life, and sanctity of, of sexuality. So let's, let's kind of break some of that down. Um, in the early church, you had all kinds of people saying yes to Jesus. Um, categorically, when we read the New Testament, you can put it into, into basically these two categories. You had Jews and you had Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, in, in the way that these two groups of people saw life, you could break that down into conservative and liberal mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, so in that day and time, I'm talking about New Testament time, uh, Jewish people would have been more conservative and the Gentiles would have been more liberal in the way they saw the world and the way that they practice life. And so now you have these people saying yes to Jesus yep. and they're coming into this church, right? And a whole lot of conflict arises immediately. Most of the letters in the New Testament mm-hmm. are written in the context of unity. Here's how you guys are going to get along. That's here's, a, what, here's what's going to be the important things, the not important things. Here's some recommendations, some guidelines. Now yeah. go. I, I think if the Apostle Paul were writing Sun Valley today and, and I was the pastor named Timothy, you know, mm-hmm. and he was instructing me and in that, and in that you how to lead the church. He wouldn't say Jew and, Jew and Gentile. He'd say red and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's fascinating is what you had in those churches was racial equality. Um, you didn't oppress the immigrant. You, you, you cared for them. Mm-hmm. And so racial justice and racial equality 
was a big thing, mm-hmm. and it was modeled by the New Testament church in, in a way that was, that was radical. Frankly, uh, women, and, and people will pull out verses here and there and, and maybe want to argue, argue what I'm about to say, but by and large, if you look at the New Testament as a whole, the fact that Jesus uh, mentions women in the New Testament, the fact that Jesus allowed women to sit at his feet, that is modeling equality. Mm-hmm. And so this whole idea of human rights, uh, equality between male and female, between people uh, from different backgrounds and different races, that's modeled throughout the New Testament. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's part of what it means to follow Jesus, and, and, and that is there. Uh, caring for the poor, big deal to Jesus, big deal in the New Testament. So, so, so you have racial equality modeled in the New Testament in the early church. Which is part of what made it so revolutionary. Is, oh. is that this is unheard of. This is, no, everything's about hierarchy and rank and all of that. Jesus shows up and he just says, no, we're all one. Yeah, and, and you have economic equality and, and the desire to to help people achieve economically regardless of where they come from. There, there's no charity in the world in existence on the planet prior to the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus ushered all of that in. Uh, handicapped parking would not exist if it were not for Jesus. So, so this whole idea of equality, hear these words, not survival of the fittest, mm-hmm. not abuse of power, but compassion, equality for all, is a very New Testament I- idea. So in, in modern world, Right there's all these narratives around around these four issues. Let's just go. Let's just continue. So so you have oppression of the poor. You have oppression of the immigrant. Those are big things in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You have uh, sanctity of life. Uh, early church was was pro life. I don't I don't have another phrase for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one weekend in the church, uh, I said God is pro life. Mm-hmm. I had everybody write it down. Right, and so we had some some people who. Uh, had been coming to Sun Valley. Uh, I, I think one of them was new to faith, and they wanted to meet with me because there's there, there's so many negative things they mm-hmm. have in their mind just with that phrase, you know, pro pro life. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any other way to say it. Yeah. Now in the conversation, they agreed with me. They just wish I would have unpacked it a little a yeah. little more. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the Bible uh, teaches sanctity of life. Uh, these people in the early church. Um, children were being sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Babies. They would go rescue those babies and adopt them into their homes. Yeah. So these are babies of different color, different background, uh, different economic situation. Perhaps rich, perhaps poor. Um, but they would they would rescue these children. And and at, again, at the time, nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to raise somebody else's kids. It's That's no. Right. I'm I'm gonna. I have limited resources, so I'm going to pour them into my kids to give them the best chance possible. This idea of Roman citizens leaving a baby in the garbage heap and Christians coming in and taking that baby and adopting that child into their family was unheard of. Again, revolutionary stuff. Yeah, and let me just, just, again, go all the way there. Male and female babies Mm -hmm. alike. Mm -hmm. Because in that day, women were property. Uh, Weren't going to carry on your name. You know, you got got all of these um, traditional family, honor, yada, yada, yada. And the church was radical. Mm-hmm. The church was radical to, to, to do that. And so the church was, was pro-life. Uh, the church was for caring for prisoners. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church was for caring for widows and, and orphans, all of those things. So it wasn't just pro-life at birth, although that was a big deal. Um, it was pro-life across the board. Mm-hmm. Okay. So oppression of the poor, um, oppression of the immigrant, 
uh, sanctity of life, and then sanctity of sexuality. Uh, these people in the early church believe that sexuality should only be practiced between a man and woman in the context of marriage. Mm-hmm. And that day and time, that was radical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 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 here's, so here's what we've got. Um, in modern time, the narrative, right, Republicans, if I can be so bold, tend to lean into the pro-life mm-hmm. uh, and the sanctity of sexuality side of things. Sanctity mm-hmm. of life, sanctity of, of sexuality, and here's what we believe, and here's what the Bible says. And they seem to be a little bit nervous talking about racial justice, uh, equality, mm-hmm. uh, caring for the immigrant, caring for the poor. All right. Real quick anecdotally on that. So uh, last year, sat down with Sam Collier, who was out at Sun Valley, and we did a message and talked about racial injustices in yeah, America. I was and all gone that. that weekend and you did the interview. Yeah, I remember that. I had a lot of emails saying, hey, I, I need to help you when it comes to this topic, and, and I have some information for you. Um, and when I say a lot, I think there was like five. But all of them were middle-aged, white, upper-class Republican males. Sure. And all of them said, hey, you got that whole racial thing wrong. And so let's meet and let's talk. And, um, and it was, again, it was like it, it was an uncomfortable, we should never be talking about this topic in church kind of thing. That was their, their advice to me. Yeah. And, uh, and that it was all wrong. So. Okay, so I picked on the Republicans in our church, right? Now let me pick on the Democrats. Yep. So on the Democrat side, if we want to talk about sanctity of life or sanctity of sexuality, you know, you might be afraid to say something along those lines because now you're a bigot mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you don't care about people or whatever. But the truth is all four things are offensive mm-hmm. to, to everybody. Jesus is an equal opportunity offender. And, and neither the Democrats nor the Republicans get it all right, mm-hmm. right? Uh, by the way, there's one more thing uh, that we'll add. These people in the early church were very committed to civility. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give you some context, Christians were being fed to lions, and they didn't retaliate. Um, they believed that their life uh, belonged to God, and they were open to civility and conversation and they were and they were peacemakers. So so neither the Democrats or the Republicans have that one right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but but hopefully Sun Valley Community Church, our church, will will get it right. The church will get it right. And so whether you're Democrat or Republican, however you voted, um, you know, I hope you prayed about it. I hope you voted your convictions. I hope that you voted. If if you yeah. if you didn't, you you need to. Um, but but here's the thing: our political system is not going to totally get it right. Uh, I'm grateful. I mentioned a moment ago how government works. I'm grateful for checks and balances and all that kind of thing. Uh, I'm grateful for a free society. But this whole idea that one is Christian and one is not, it it doesn't, it just doesn't stick. Yeah, it's um, not and, that, and then, that And then somebody will a... say, well, all I care about is pro-life. And then I have to say, well, I care deeply about pro-life. I understand why you're saying what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But God cares about all four of these things. Yeah. Right, and so it's it's just guys. We live in a broken world, and we're trying to manage the tension of of the brokenness. And government is not going to solve our problems. It it it's doing um, you know what it can to manage those tensions. Uh, I've said this before. Who should be represented in government? Should poor people be represented or rich people? Yes, both, because mm-hmm. both people live in society. Should people that have more liberal views be represented in government or people that have more conservative views be represented in government? Well, both, because both people live in society. Uh, I'm friends with teachers who tend to think more, you know, the philosophy of Democrats. 
I'm friends with CEOs who tend to think more of the philosophy of Republicans. But both kinds of people live in our society mm-hmm. and both have to be represented. There are artists and there are athletes, you know, and on yep. and on and on and on it goes. So Yeah, one thing I uh I did. So my sister-in-law, she's Korean from Canada and is now an American citizen. And so I'm when all she, confused. You I know when she me. had uh when she had her uh, naturalization ceremony. So my wife and I and my brother and our family, we and, and friends, we went out to this thing. Um and I love Jihei, by the way. I think she's awesome. I've never been so proud to be an American. So if you're like frustrated with government and all that, go to a naturalization ceremony. Where she was sworn in to be a citizen. Yeah, and hear the stories because they do a little testimony. They don't call it that time where people go, here's the country I came from and, and here's what I'm so excited about coming to America. And like it'll have you, it's like a church service. Like you'll, you'll feel all the emotions, you'll, you'll tear up. It's, it's beautiful. And the more I travel, the more I realize this really is a great country and, yeah. and there's no reason for us to be destroying each other yeah. and, and dividing over what really is a great country. And, and I love America. So uh, just a little aside there. Well, my wife's from Scotland. Uh-huh. And so she was a British citizen. Right. And, and we went to the same ceremony for her. Got mm-hmm. the boys out of school, went and watched her be- become a, a citizen. And I agree with you. I had the same experience. Yeah. I mean, it was just fantastic. And Robert, I mean, you've been on every continent on the planet. Yep. Uh, I've not traveled quite as extensively as you've, but I've been to a lot of places. There's no place like America. No. I'm always excited, even though I'm exhausted, to and come not, back home. It's not just about home. It's, it's quality of life. That's right. It's opportunity. Well, it's those things that we talked about. So we talk about, yes, there, is there racial injustices in our country? Yes. Go to other places in the world. And you'll just be blown away at how evil the racial injustices are in, in places around the world. Yeah. Um, oppression of the poor. Man, we have a lot of great things going on in America, especially when you go out and you see how things are playing out in the world. Uh, sanctity of life, all of that. Uh, this really is a fantastic country. And, and we aren't perfect in any way, but, but we are doing some of the right things. So, um, if, if, you're, if you're struggling right now, this is occurred to me mm-hmm. with, with some of the things that, uh, I won't say Robert, I'll say me, with some of the things that I said. Um, I, I just want to say this to you. Um, if God never disagrees with you, because I just told you what the Bible said, says, if, if, if God never disagrees with you, then you don't worship the real God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you worship a Stepford made-up version of him. Mm-hmm. We call um, that an idol, by the way. A yeah. false god is sometimes a god of your own making in your mind that you think is the god of the Bible. But well, it's... politics has mm-hmm. become religion. Uh, one of my frustrations is, you know, um, so gosh, Robert, we pastor, what, 12,000, 15,000 people that would say Chun- Sun Valley's their church. Um, you know, they're given they're giving God 15 minutes a day in a video devotional and then seven hours of social media, talk radio, mm-hmm. all of that. That's mm-hmm. all political. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're being much more discipled by political media mm-hmm. than, than we are by, by Jesus. Uh, my, my point is this. Um, if God never disagrees with you, you don't worship the real God. You, you worship um, a, a made-up version of, of him. Uh, God always challenges how I see things and, and what I'm thinking. He is cross-culture. He's the alpha and the omega, he's everlasting to everlasting. Uh, the truth is you and I don't live in a democracy or a constitutional republic. We live in a monarchy where Jesus is king. One day he'll come back, he'll reign, he'll establish his version of government. It will be perfect uh, and all things will be made new. And uh, I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the meantime, we pray and we're peacemakers 
And, you know, we choose that third option and, and realize we represent a different kingdom. Mm-hmm. And hopefully uh, we pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is, is in heaven. And we represent that. Yeah. So. Just to, to go back to Rome here for just a second. Rome. I find it fascinating. The most powerful empires, you look through history and within a couple hundred years, it's, it's toppled by Christianity by people following Jesus. And it wasn't because they leveraged power. It's because they, they leveraged love. I came across this letter and it's written to the, to the emperor. And it's basically, how are these Christians taking over this place? And, uh, and in there, it says, in, in essence, I'm summarizing, they'll let everybody in. Like even, you know, the, whether they're <laughs> poor. Christians those Christians just take everybody. Yeah, and, and that was yeah. his frustration. He's saying it as frustration. They'll yeah, let yeah. everybody sit at the table. They'll let everybody come join a meal. So, just to go back to what Christianity was founded on was those ideals. Uh, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter who you voted for or what's been done to you, you're welcome at Sun Valley. And, and I think that's the posture is we're, we're not going to leverage power. We're going to leverage love. It's what it means to follow Jesus. And, yeah. and that's our goal is that more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Yeah, you said that really well, man. Yeah, we, we shockingly, right? Here's, here's how we're going to end this. We're going to love God mm-hmm. and we're going to love people. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, you got that right? You got it all right. Yep. So let's just do that. Yeah. I'm going to take a moment and pray for our country. Love it. Yeah. Father, thanks uh, for your grace today. Thanks for the United States of America. We're not perfect, but you've, you've really blessed us. Um, the things that need to remain the same, I pray that they would. The things that need to change, I pray they would change. Uh, Father, over the next um, few months, just in my own heart, I'm concerned about peace. Um, I'm concerned uh, with unity and and just all the challenges there. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, would you lead and guide your children? And may we represent you well. And we ask that in your mercy and in your grace, you would continue to to bless America. As it comes to mind tomorrow, um, after this podcast is released, it'll be Wednesday, it'll be Veterans Day for where we are on the calendar. Thanks for our veterans. Uh, thanks for their sacrifice, for their willingness to give and serve. And Father, again, we ask that you would, uh, that you would bless America. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you left us a review or shared this podcast with a friend. Doing that will help us reach and help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you're always welcome to join us online or in person for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc. Thanks for joining us.